Hello, school counselor friend. Welcome back to another episode of the School for School Counselors podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about finding common ground with your administrators, with your colleagues, with your upper management, so to speak. So often that feels difficult. You can't see eye to eye. You feel like those folks don't understand where you're coming from. And no matter how much you talk, no matter how much you try to convince, no matter how much you try to advocate, it just feels like it's falling on deaf ears. So if that describes your situation on your campus, never fear. I've got some tips here for you to walk through the process and some things to think about in the way that you're negotiating. But before we jump into that, as always, I want to share a super cool review we just received from CD Pair 8 And they said, hi, Steph. I'm a brand new counselor, graduated in December, and I found this podcast about two months ago. I have been catching up on the previous episodes, and I really enjoy listening to your helpful advice, especially as I was ending my master's program. I have a few other podcasts that I have either tried out or listened to on a regular basis, but I look forward to new episodes from you the most. I like how you are practical and break down information for your listeners. Thank you again, and I can't wait to learn more with you. That is a precious review. Thank you so much for taking the time to submit that CD pair 08. It means more than you'll ever know, not only because it meant enough to you to sit down and submit a review, which I tell you guys every week is the currency of podcasts. That's the way us little guys are able to get the word out about what we're doing and how we want to help folks. And so every single review counts. But also, It's amazing because I feel like we're getting our message through. We're getting the information through that we're trying to get to all of our school counseling colleagues. And that feels so super special. So thank you so much for that review. Now, as I'm recording this episode, we're coming out of National School Counseling Week. A lot of big feelings about that week. A lot of big emotions coming through. A lot of people excited to advocate for their role on campus. A lot of people downright scared. I was going to say a bad word. They're really scared to advocate for their role on campus because they fear repercussion. They fear someone coming back at them, treating them like, uh, as we say in Texas, they're too big for their britches. And then we had folks that were downright delighted because they were celebrated. They were revered. They were shown appreciation all week long. And no matter what side of that pyramid you were on, you probably had some big emotions because of that, right? Either you felt really appreciated and your cup was so full, you felt completely dismissed and you felt sad or you were somewhere in between. But no matter where you fell, There was one important piece to National School Counseling Week that applied to everyone, but not in the way you might imagine. So every year on National School Counseling Week, we are urged to advocate, 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 right? We're told that the purpose of the week, according to our national organization, is to advocate for our roles. And that is great, except when you don't have anything backing up your advocacy efforts. 
That's why a lot of school counselors are really frightened when they think about going up against an administrator who doesn't understand their school counseling role. They worry that it's going to appear that they're just out to help themselves. They're just trying to make their own lives easier. Sometimes you have administrators who don't understand what we do all day, and they think the school counselor is just trying to be able to do even less than what the administrator thinks they're already doing, Uh, which is basically, I don't know, painting their toenails and eating bonbons in their office, right? Uh, I'm sure many of you out there have an administrator like that because they can't see what you're doing. They believe you're doing nothing. And when you try to advocate then, you're hit with, you know, well, you're just trying to make your life easier. We're all pulling our own weight around here. Everybody's working extra. You shouldn't be any different. You're not special. That's an unfortunate place to be. But even more unfortunate than that is that many folks do try to have those advocacy conversations without anybody backing them up. It's like they're standing out there all alone, hoping that they can tame this bear before it eats them. Some school counselors really feel like sticking their necks out and advocating for their roles is absolutely asking too much, especially when the majority of us rely on our paychecks. We can't afford to fight the good fight if it means that we can't afford to feed our families. And that is a very real conundrum that we've been put in, and one, in my opinion, that is very, very unfair. So I bring all that up to tell you that as we're talking through finding common ground with stakeholders, I want you to take this with a grain of salt. I do not want you feeling like you need to jump into this with both feet if you're not in a safe environment to do so. I think that's something we haven't acknowledged in our field. I think we often just pretend that everything is sunshine and rainbows, and if you just advocate hard enough, ba ding dog, you're going to make a difference. That's not always true. Okay, and I'm not trying to bring you down here. I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer, but I am trying to be realistic. Because a lot of people who keep getting punched in the face with this advocacy argument are feeling really down on themselves when the truth is it's not their fault. So when you feel like you're in a safe situation or a situation that is safe enough to start building some bridges, I have some ideas for you for finding common ground. Now, this episode was originally titled Finding Common Ground with a Cranky Principle. Uh, Raise your hand if you ever had one of those. (laughs) Right? Oh, I've had my fair share, my friends. I know what that feels like. But even if your principle isn't cranky, even if they're delightful, but they just don't get it, or even if they're fantastic, but they're just not getting the advocacy argument from you, they're just not understanding your advocacy efforts, here are some great ways that you can start building some bridges. Number one, make sure as you're having these conversations that you're hearing their side. Often we walk on campus with an agenda, right? Um, We know what we want to advocate for, and typically that's going to be, you know, for extra help, 
smaller caseloads, reduced non-counseling duties. Those are usually the big three. But remember that when you're speaking with an administrator, they also have a boss that they have to answer to. And so sometimes the decisions that you see being made on your campus aren't being made by your supervisor. They're being made by that supervisor's supervisor or someone way up the administrative chain. Many school districts have their formulas they use to determine staffing, or they like to staff every school the same way, those kinds of things. And so they're not very open to arguments. And your administrator is likely just as fearful of bringing up that topic as you are sometimes of bringing it up with them. So just keep that in mind. Hear their side. Keep their perspective in mind as you're having these conversations so that they can be productive. Second, it's going to be very important to resist your own triggers. As you work to advocate for your role, as you work to have difficult conversations with your administrators, It's easy to convince yourself that no one cares about this as much as you do. We tend to become very emotionally invested in it, very results-oriented, and it almost becomes a crusade, right? Like, I haven't succeeded unless I've achieved the goal, that kind of thing. But that may not necessarily be true. Sometimes success comes in tiny incremental steps, right? As with many things in life, you don't just decide to do it and three days later, it's done. So resist your triggers in believing, you know, well, they just don't care. No one cares like I do. This just isn't even an issue for anybody else. I don't even know why I'm here. They don't even value my contributions. You ever think that? I think we all get caught in that trap sometimes. So Remember, it's usually not personal. Now, sometimes it is, but usually it's not. Usually there are many more factors at play. And so it's super important to resist those emotional triggers until we really have a reason to acknowledge them. Third, we've got to build relationships with these people. And I often find it interesting. Um, you will see school counselors posting in social media, things like that, uh, looking for feedback when they're working with difficult administrators. How do I work with them? How do I build this relationship? They just hate me. They don't understand me. And some of these very same people will post about building relationships with students who are difficult every day of the week, right? That's our specialty. Y'all, that's what we're good at. We are good at building relationships with people that other people just have a hard time getting. But you're going to have to invest the effort into doing it. And I think we often forget that that's part of our jobs on campus. We've got to build positive quality relationships. Focusing on goals and solutions and similarities in vision can take you far. Now, these goals and solutions may not be your end goals, right? They may not be the ultimate solution. But again, let's think incrementally. Let's think baby steps. Let's find where our vision aligns with our administrators and find that next best step. Because the more small victories we can find, 
the more small victories that we can promote to our administrators to show impacts, the better chance we have of having more successes, right? More goals, more solutions, and eventually we'll get to the end game. Also be careful as you're building these relationships that you're listening much more than you speak. Again, this is going back to counseling skills. This is counseling 101. But in advocacy conversations and programming conversations, policy conversations, we often find ourselves feeling like we have to carry the conversation. We have to convince the other people of what we want, what we need, what we believe. What if we didn't? What if we walked in with a curious heart? What if we walked in with an open mind and genuinely sought to understand? What would we learn? It may not necessarily solve all the problems, but it'll give us a great starting point for understanding where everyone's coming from. Unconditional positive regard for your administrator. Some days that's more difficult than others, but that's what you were trained for. You were made for this. Also, remember that in these conversations, in these relationships, in listening and focusing on goals, solutions, and similarities, that these relationships are give and take. That's why I hate those lists of appropriate school counseling duties. Not because it's a bad list, but because most people feel like they ought to be able to walk in, lay it down on the desk and say, here's my job, here's what I should be doing, and have their administrator go, oh, my stars, thank you. Now I've seen the light. We're going to change this. You'll have these changes by next week. (laughs) Wouldn't that be awesome? But it doesn't work that way. So you've got to remember these relationships are give and take. And just as we were talking about tiny steps of incremental change, those tiny steps are steps of give and take. Let's identify a similarity in vision or a similar goal. Let's take a baby step to reach that. That's our giving. Then we bring it to the administrator's attention. Look what we've done. Look what we've accomplished. Look how it's positively affected our students. And once we do that dance for a little while, we begin building more and more common ground. Positivity helps. That's number four. Positivity definitely helps. We've got to keep sort of a solution-focused optimism in this crusade. Whatever conversations you're having, whatever changes you would like to see, Keep them in your own solution-focused lens. Stop focusing so much on what you don't like, what you wish was different, what's not working, what it should be, what everybody else is doing. Let go of that. Focus on what is working. Why is it working? Why has your upper administration bought into that? Right? What is the carrot? Find them. Cultivate them and make some more. Positivity is going to get you there, but negativity is always going to undermine common ground, 100%. And sort of related to that, the last one, number five, curate professionalism. Sometimes 
with folks, you just have to agree to disagree, right? You just have to understand that you may not ever see eye to eye on certain topics or certain approaches. Take a break from these conversations. If you can't gain ground, if you feel like you're annoying your principal, you're angering them, they kind of roll their eyes or give you some of those subtle nonverbal cues. You can read it in their face like, oh, here we go again. I hate it when she brings us up. Okay. Like if you're seeing that, take a break from it. This is a marathon. This is not a sprint. You're not going to be there by next week, next month, maybe even next year. That's okay. And if you feel like you absolutely can't solve it, you've tried, you've taken a break, you've let the issue rest, you've come back around at the different angle, you've been looking for those common goals and similarities, you're trying incremental steps and it's just not working, let it go. Let it go and find your own source of joy and peace in your work. It should not have to rest a thousand percent on your shoulders about whether or not you're able to achieve a comprehensive school counseling program. And I know that's antithetical to everything else that you seem to see in the school counseling world, where you're just beaten over the head, punched in the face, constantly advocate, advocate, advocate. Look at these people. They advocated. Now they have a comprehensive school counseling program. Look, we're giving them all these awards. Yay for them. And you stand there and you think, there's no way I'm ever going to get there. Have you ever felt like that? I know a lot of you do. So just know this isn't completely your fight. And it kind of circles back around to how I started this episode. We need stronger advocacy in our field. We need people ready to stand up and say, we are going to make this work. Let's make this happen. I have a lot more thoughts on that, and you'll be hearing them in upcoming episodes of the podcast. We are really circling the wagons right now, really starting to work heavily and really invest in some advocacy efforts. You're going to be hearing about some new initiatives coming through soon. It's going to be, I think, a very exciting time for school counseling if we can do this right. So if you're not part of our School for School Counselors Facebook group, man, go jump in there. We're going to be having lots of conversations about these things there. I'm going to be putting out lots of open invitations for um, forums, one-on-one Zoom calls. I'm going to be gathering some groups of school counselors to provide feedback. We're going to really heavily invest in this because we've always told you the number one goal of School for School Counselors is to educate, empower, and advocate. That's what we're here for. So if that interests you, if that inspires you or excites you, I'm going to tell you a lot of my inner circle folks that help guide these conversations are members of my mastermind because I see them each and every week. We have the opportunity to visit with one another, challenge each other on ideas. I know how they work. I know their true levels of professionalism, and they are all amazing professionals in our field. And so when I'm looking for feedback, when I'm leaning on ideas, when I'm trying to make decisions, those are the folks I go to. And if you'd like to be part 
of that process. It's fascinating to be part of it. Uh, head on over and join us, schoolforschoolcounselors.com slash mastermind. I think you'll be pretty amazed about what goes on in there. All right, so before I leave you, let me just summarize these points quickly for finding common ground with your administrator. Number one, be sure that you're hearing their side. Make sure you see their perspective. Number two, resist your own emotional triggers. Remember, it's usually not personal. Number three, build that give and take relationship focused on common goals, solutions, or similarities in vision. Number four, retain positivity. Not toxic positivity, that's different, but solution-focused optimism toward the challenge and toward the solutions that you can attain. And five, curate professionalism. Agree to disagree. Take a break if you need to, or let it go for a while. Regroup, come back around at it, and go again. So I hope this episode is helpful to you. We should be posting a recap in our School for School Counselors Facebook group. So if you need a recap of those steps, hop on over there. We'll have it ready for you. And until I see you for the next episode of the School for School Counselors podcast, I hope you have the best week. Take care. Thank you.